sometimes we don't look at things the right way. Oftentimes we don't see things as Jesus sees them. We don't see things with his eyes. We don't stop to ask his perspective or his input. We just, oftentimes we don't see things right. When tough things happen, we see an obstacle. Jesus sees an opportunity. An opportunity for growth, an opportunity for faithfulness, an opportunity to show his provision. There's times we see death or defeat and what Jesus sees is an opportunity for life to come from that defeat, for life to come from that death, for a discipleship opportunity to come so that he is glorified. We see pain. He sees promise. We see brokenness. He sees beauty. Are you familiar with the Japanese art of Kintsugi? really cool. We're going to have pictures shown behind me. <laughs> I thought I thought there might be some folks. So it's really cool. Um, the word uh, kintsugi translates as golden joinery. Golden joinery. And it's a method of repairing broken ceramics with, with a lacquer harvested from a tree. And when it hits a certain point, they actually cut off that tree. They they say it's served its purpose in providing this lacquer. And then they use that lacquer to mend, and then they take gold, and they, they apply gold in the seam where there was once break. They also do this with silver and platinum, but it's most commonly used with gold. The aim of Kintsugi, and I'm really trying hard because I really want to say, Kintsugi! Because that's probably what Mr. Miyagi would say to Daniel's son. And, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say Kintsugi. No, I didn't. I said that's what I wanted to say. Yes, thank you. The aim of Kintsugi is not to hide the repairs, but to make them a feature. To incorporate them into a design often more beautiful than the original. The philosophy behind it is to value the brokenness, to value the repair as part of the object's history rather than seeing it as something to disguise or to dispose of. We can contrast that with, with Western philosophy where that... Oftentimes, we value perfection. We, we see something that is perfect, without chink, without break, without crack, that that is beautiful. The thing that impacted me about this art form is that it, it acknowledges the brokenness and then pieces it back together into something beautiful. And this is exactly what Jesus Christ does as well. He knows our brokenness. He knows our flaws. He knows our chinks. He knows the flat-out brokenness. But yet he never discards us. He never sweeps us into a heap of broken pieces. 
he sees the opportunity to bring something beautiful out of that brokenness. He sees that he wants to be the gold and the glue that pulls all the pieces of brokenness together into something unique and creative that brings glory to his name and that gives our life a beauty that's even more beautiful than perhaps that that perfectly unchipped vessel. The title of today's message is Joined in Gold. Where we see a shattered pile of broken pieces, Jesus sees the potential for a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I want to say this really clearly. Jesus doesn't want us to hide our brokenness. He wants to heal us in such a way that while the cracks and the scars are still visible, they're not something ugly. They're not something shameful. They're not something to be hidden. They're something to see his handiwork and his craftsmanship upon so that it's celebrated, so that he is celebrated. Jesus takes our broken pieces and puts them back together in a way that displays his glory. And it's because of the cracks and it's because of the scars that we see evidence that Jesus is healer. We see evidence that he is savior. We see evidence that he is restorer and deliverer. That he is healer. We see God's power to restore. I want to read a few Psalms. I want to read Psalm, out of Psalm 34 and then out of Psalm 51. I'm going to read the, the first um, Psalm 34, 18 out of the ESV. And then I'm going to read the next two out of the Passion Translation because it really just conveys uh, this in a really cool way. So Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 51, 7 and 8. Purify my conscience. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I am pure in heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness. And my song of joy will return. The places within me you have crushed will rejoice in your healing touch. And then that same chapter, verse 17. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. Found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. That's where the place of healing comes. In that place of humbly bowing to him, humbly running to him, 
full of faith and confidence, bringing our tenderness and our vulnerability to Him. From what I can tell, most people tend to live in one of three extremes of brokenness, the way I see it. Number one, people who, oddly enough, devote themselves to their brokenness. They devote themselves to their brokenness. In fact, they wallow in it. They, they make it their life. These people never find healing for their pain. Number two is people who completely ignore or hide their brokenness. Eventually, this ostrich effect of sticking their head in the sand and pretending like the pain's not there, pretending like the brokenness doesn't exist, it, it destroys them from the inside out. And then number three, the, the third extreme way of handling brokenness, and that is to sprint, to run to the cross, and to throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus. And acknowledge him with hope and faith that he can heal our lives. And we bring him the brokenness. We don't hide it. We don't celebrate it. We acknowledge it. We put it out in the light and say, I don't know what you can do with this. All I see is shattered pieces. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I believe you that you can and that you will, and that is your heart, and that is your desire. So, here you go. We have to stop trying to carry around the broken pieces of our lives and then still expect to have strong relationships. It doesn't work that way. We carry around the broken pieces of our lives, and we think that our relationships are somehow going to be immune to that brokenness, and it doesn't work that way. God wants to make us whole so that our relationships are whole. Because we're not meant to live on an island. We're not meant to be the lone ranger. There's none of us that has an S on our chest that can do it all by ourselves. Brokenness brings about more brokenness. But Jesus heals brokenness. He heals hearts. He heals minds. He heals emotions. We're complex. He made us very complex. He made us wonderfully complex. And being the maker, he's also the healer of those complexities. Run to Jesus. Kintsugi is a masterful metaphor for Jesus. It's the perfect presentation of the power of God. It's the perfect presentation of the gospel of Christ. See, the gospel is not just the good news. It's a life full of rewards and results of believing in the good news. Isaiah 61.6, I'm sorry, 61.1 says this, 
the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. I want to point out what this passage does not say. Okay? We can keep that passage on this on, up, up top. It doesn't say, Mark, lead pastor at Impact Rock Church. The Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you to do this. It doesn't say, those of you with vocal spiritual giftings, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you because the Lord has anointed you to bring good news to the poor. Because he has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted. Now this is, this is a message to everyone who puts their trust in Jesus. He says, I have anointed you to bring liberty to the captive. You have my spirit within you. This is what God's saying. You've got my spirit within you. And when you see someone broken and that compassion stirs in you, I want you to step out in faith and I want you to speak a word of healing. I want you to point them to me. I want you to encourage them. I want you to let them know they don't have to stay broken. And I'm letting you know, although this is a wonderful ask of the Lord that I say yes to, he's asking each of us watching this and hearing this message, Will you be used of me in in little ways, big ways, and however I want to bring healing? Will you make yourself available to me? This art form that I use as a metaphor today, it shows the power of creation. It shows death and it shows resurrection in Christ Jesus. We were created as God's workmanship. And then we were all broken. All of us. Either because of our sin or sometimes because of other people's sin. But we were all broken. And we were all in need of of being mended of being drawn to the Lord, of being scooped up and pieced back together. I, I tell you what I love about this example. I Once I kind of started getting into this, I started reading articles and I started watching videos and I started seeing cool things about this art form. And I found out that it takes months to complete. It takes months. It's not, it's not this quick, instant process. There's a a patience to it. There's an intentionality to it. Uh, This one guy in Japan, he had this case. And when he had put this lacquer, this glue into it, then he put them into the case and said, now it needs to sit. Now it needs to sit. Now it just needs to be protected in this case. And then he locked it before the the gold was, was applied. Please be patient with the work of God in our lives because most things don't happen overnight. And, and, and see, God so cares about the journey. He so cares about the things we are walking out. 
And it's in that journey that we experience amazing things that glues a couple pieces together. And then we keep walking some more with him. We walk some more with him. And then he puts another piece right into place. And we keep on walking. And then maybe he's at that place where he said, hey, I, I just sit and rest for a while. I'm just going to protect you. I'm just going to cover you. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful metaphor. So don't grow impatient. Don't grow impatient in the work of the Lord and what he's doing. And don't grow impatient in the work of the Lord and what he's doing in someone else's life. We're all broken because of pain or abuse or addiction or rejection or father wounds or death or disappointment. We've all been dropped and shattered in some way. For some of us, the shards of the crushed container are bigger than others. But the, the brokenness is all the same. But thank God we can live in the third extreme of brokenness, right? We can live in that third extreme. We can run to him. We can throw ourselves at his feet. We can humbly come to him and say, I believe you can heal me and I believe you want to heal me. I just bring myself to you and I don't know what's next except to remain with you, except to walk with you, except to believe you. Isaiah 66, 1 through 2 says this, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? What's the vacation home you're going to build for me? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He or she who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. That word contrite means crushed. That word contrite means broken. What, what Jesus is saying is here is, what can you do for me? Like, what great things can you do for me? I created all this. But here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for one who will humble themselves. Who will come to me broken. Who will respond and believe. And then there would be some action to what I say. That's what he's saying. Jesus Christ is the gold that binds us together. Jesus Christ is the glue that binds us together. Jesus and Jesus alone make us whole. Jesus and Jesus alone saves. He restores us. Because of his life, death, resurrection, and life, we can be whole. Because he's healer, we have the opportunity to see him do something beautiful in our lives that will glorify him.
that people will look at and say, how unique, how beautiful, how majestic. Look at the worth. What is the worth? How valuable. Is that gold? Is that platinum? Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. That's what Jesus does. That's why we rave about Jesus. That's why week in and week out, we point you to Jesus because that's what he does. That's who he is. Always. Now there's circumstances that sometimes there might be a circumstance and maybe that thing's not fixed. But we don't look at circumstances. We look at Jesus. We got to see things how he sees it. Psalm 147 says, He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. In the passion that says, He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. And that, my friends, is truth. If we'll be extreme. Extreme number three. If we will run to Him. It might start off with a walk. It might start off with one step. It might, be, it might be that hesitation and then all of a sudden it's one step. And then it's the next step and then it's the next step and you start getting momentum and you start gaining speed and you start getting closer and you start believing that he is who he says he is and next thing you know, you're sprinting and just flinging yourselves recklessly into the arms of a loving God. You know that when Jesus rose from the dead, his scars remained? You realize that, right? His scars remained. When he rose from the dead, when he conquered death, his scars remained. He didn't want his scars gone. See, scars say that evil doesn't get the final word. Scars say that death doesn't get the final word. That the cross has the final word. That Jesus has the final word. Check. The places we, where we have known brokenness and experienced God's healing are the places where that we all of a sudden have empathy and compassion for others who are broken. I'll tell you, my daughter Acacia, she, she wonderfully models this for me. The place where we have known brokenness and have experienced God's healing are the places where we have a story to tell. And we have a type of street cred, if you will. Because we've been there, done that. We've walked through it. We've seen his faithfulness. We've been in that situation that we would never wish upon our enemies because it's hard and it hurts. We've seen his work of healing in our lives. And now we've got a type of street cred. We, get, we have credibility to say, I'm not talking from something I read. I'm talking from something he's done in my life. There's a cool quote that uh, St. Thomas Aquinas said. If you can pull that up there. He said... He kept his scars, not from inability to heal them, but to wear them as an everlasting trophy of his victory. 
strongly, 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 strongly encourage you with something. Don't, don't hide your brokenness and don't hide from your brokenness. Don't do it. Run to Jesus with it. He has the glue. He is the glue and the gold that will bring beauty to that brokenness. Hand the pieces to God and see what he'll do. Let's pray.